Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Today, Health Minister Adrian Dix and Provincial Health Officer Dr. Bonnie Henry announced their fall vaccine push as they encourage British Columbians to get shots for COVID-19 and the flu. The campaign will launch on October 10th. Here's Provincial Health Minister Bonnie Henry on the issue of masking uh, and the measures that the health care system is taking. Um, Next week, on October 3rd, we're going to be putting back in some of the measures to make sure that we're doing our best to protect people who are most vulnerable in those settings. Medical masking will become a requirement again. Continuing medical masking by healthcare workers, visitors, contractors, volunteers, in patient care areas. So really focusing on those areas where people are at risk. So visitors to long-term care must wear a medical mask in all common areas and when participating in any of the indoor events that are happening. That's Provincial Health Minister Dr. Bonnie Henry. Joining me now is Adrian Dix, BC's Health Minister. Minister, thank you for joining us. Hey, good afternoon, Jeff. So tell me, what are you seeing and in, in hearing in regards, not just masking, but just in regards to COVID and, and just the respiratory season and the concerns you see or the challenges you see before the healthcare system over the next two or three months? Well, what we're seeing with respect to respiratory illness with COVID-19 right now is more people, more people sick. We see this in an increase in hospitalizations, which we measure and which we'll now be posting about again weekly, all of this information. We see it in our other ways that we measure the prevalence of COVID-19 in BC. We're entering respiratory illness season, and we have a good idea from previous respiratory illness seasons what happens. And we have some advice, for example, from places in the southern hemisphere who've gone through their winter this year. And what we're seeing is more COVID-19, and we're preparing for influenza season. And that means uh, we, we laid out today the details of our uh, comprehensive vaccination program mm-hmm. that we're putting in place. And we're putting other measures in place because people have to be more cautious this time of year, including, of course, um, the return in healthcare settings of masks uh, uh, in hospitals and long-term care that will be new requirements, again, for masks. Mm-hmm. And so what we were trying to do today, and what we, I think we did, uh, what Dr. Henry did, was bring people up to date as to where we are, which is important, and to put in place uh, to inform them about the vaccination program, which I think is really important, people are very interested in, and uh, finally to make sure that people uh, uh, the people in healthcare settings uh, are wearing masks so that we keep people sa- as safe as possible in the season. So if I were to visit uh, a family member, uh, and um, would I have to wear a mask in that room in a healthcare setting? So, so what's happened is, in, in a hospital, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Remember, hospitals, people are in for relatively short stays. We have different people. You might well, if you visit anyone in the hospital recently, it'd be very unusual when you wouldn't be in a room with other people. And so, it, and it's not people's home. It's a temporary place. So in hospitals, everybody will be wearing masks all the time um, in patient care areas. That means visitors. That means staff. And that uh, reduces... Um, uh, can can reduce and support uh, reducing uh, infection from COVID-19 in those settings. So that's what we're doing. And uh, that will be starting October 3rd. 
In other healthcare settings, it'll be slightly different. Uh, at the bedside, in uh, a long-term care home, people will be able to remove their masks, according to what Dr. Henry uh, recommended today. And uh, but everywhere else, of course, in common areas and group activities, they won't. That's the the long-term care home is different than a hospital. It's someone's home, as well as obviously a facility with a lot of medicine and healthcare and a lot of vulnerability to COVID-19. So those are the recommendations that Dr. Henry has put in place and that will be implemented as of October 3rd. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the, the concern, of course, is also beds. And let's just say we have a really bad season when it comes to respiratory season. Uh, my understanding is you've reclassified beds as well? That's right. We've, um, we've, uh, this is a reflection of what's happened really since last October, which is an increase in the sense of sort of the number of people who are inpatients in hospital. And we see it, saw that, in fact, all summer was the period when, bed, you know, bed totals and the census typically dips in summer. Well, it didn't dip this year and it hasn't been. It stayed consistently high really for a year. So we are increasing the number of base beds, and this has implications for staffing and other things, um, in response as we did a comprehensive review of our beds. So we're going to have 9,800 uh, and 80 uh, base beds in British Columbia. And this is part of the reclassification that you would expect given the circumstances uh, in acute care. So can you just, I'm trying to understand, so are, are these beds from sur- the surgery side? So no, what, what happens in, in hospitals is we've had, and you've heard me report this probably 50 times as on, uh, on in different reports, we had 9,200 base beds and 2,300 surge beds. Okay. So what's being reclassified here, and the surge beds are beds until people come. For example, there are 9,700 people in the hospital today, and they're inpatients, and they're being taken care of in hospital today. The key, the key though, is that when we establish them as simply base beds in the system, uh, we ensure permanent staffing for those beds because I think we're going to need that. And there's no indication that we're going to be returning to pre-2022 levels of uh Healthcare census for a couple of reasons. One, we get a lot more people in BC. We, our population's increased in the hundreds of thousands in the last two years. People are coming here. The economy is good, of course, and everything else. And so that that that's one set of things. Secondly, we have an aging population, and thirdly, the impact of these pandemics has been to increase uh, utilization of acute care uh, and the most serious, for example, ambulance visits. And that's just what's happened. So we have to respond to that by uh, changing the way we measure and the way we organize our acute care beds. We've done this, by the way, every uh, every winter of COVID-19. So we did a similar briefing in 2022 and 2021 and 2020, because in respiratory illness season, even without COVID, even before COVID-19, mm-hmm. that is obviously a time of heavy demand um, for, for hospital care. And uh, it's our expectation that this year will be no exception to that. Uh, The health officials that were let go because they did not wish to be vaccinated a few years back, uh, is there any plan to bring them back into the system? No. Um, The the mandatory vaccination for healthcare workers uh, continues uh, in our system. That's a provincial health order in BC. Uh, British Columbia and many people, of course, called for us to put the, that um, requirement in place. BC was the only uh, jurisdiction to be able to put it in place province-wide, although many hospitals and other healthcare facilities in eastern Canada have it in place. What we're doing, though, and what you've seen, it's important because I think people say, well, you need healthcare workers. What's going on? What couldn't we use people? Well, you look at the comparison between BC and Alberta and the most recent Canadian health information stats about staffing, 
you'll see that we led Canada in new registered nurses last year, and they lost registered nurses. So a healthcare system that supports the science is one that's supported, I think, by healthcare workers. These are the right decisions. They're difficult decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm very respectful of everybody, but uh, that mandate is going to continue. I'd add finally that, you know, we added since January 2023, 5,221 new nurses in B.C. This is through the college we have this, which is yet another. This is after the statistics I just talked about, showing Mm -hmm. how all the efforts to recruit internationally educated nurses, to add nurses to our system are effective. And internationally educated doctors, medical graduates, Mm -hmm. 524 new ones have been registered, which is, again, really remarkable progress. Minister, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Hey, right on. Take care, Jeff.